one this morning just announced Donald Trump says they're going to arrest him again and they're going to try and disqualify him for running in 2024. Hot diggity damn. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. Donald Trump has been notified that he's a target of grand jury investigation, expects another arrest and disqualification for 2024. We're going to talk about all about these dirty schemes that these libs have for Donald Trump. They can't beat him, so they're going to try and disqualify him. FBI agent on Hunter Biden's case verifies IRS whistleblower claim and James Comer joins the show. The great James Comer will be live with us in just one moment. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. How do we keep it going? We worked all weekend in Palm Beach. We were giving speeches. We were pressing the flesh. We were doing interviews and we jumped right back in today. We effectively had like a travel day yesterday and took a day off. And man, are we happy we are back this morning because bombshell after bombshell after bombshell in the last 24 hours. The way we keep going is we keep caffeinated. Not the not the white powdery stuff that you may find inside of the Oval Office. Well, I'm talking them some actual legal, some legally grown caffeine here from Blackout Coffee. Our friends at Blackout Coffee are keeping us energized, caffeinated with the uh, black. What do I got this morning? I have iced coffee this morning in my sweet Blackout Coffee mug. The reason why I drink Blackout Coffee is one, their brew is actually the best. It's the best tasting coffee. Two, uh, it gives you the punch that you need. And three, you're uh, you're, you're supporting a non-woke company. Okay, you're supporting a company that actually loves this country, that actually loves this place, and that brews right here in the state of Florida, not too far from our studio. And so, ladies and gentlemen, go to blackoutcoffee.com today, blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code, get 20% off your first order, and get energized. Gonna need energy to fight these demons, baby. These people are coming after Trump. Here we go. Donald Trump, let's read the news. Just announced, what, I, I, the 30 minutes before we went live, we had to change the entire show for you. We got you. We got you. Okay? Here we go. Donald Trump just announced that he has been notified that he's the target of the grand jury investigation in January 6th. Expects to be indicted and arrested. Oh, my. Let, let's read the statement here. From Donald Trump, uh, this broke literally moments ago, and then we're going to talk, and then we're going to talk through uh, exactly what the tactic is here by the left, because this is all a tactic to kick Donald Trump off the ballot based on Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, and we're going to describe to you how and why that would work, or how that would work. We're not, we're not sure that it will. We're also going to be joined by constitutional scholars and experts on this show that maybe would be able to answer that question better for us. But this is what they're planning on doing, okay? Statement by Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States. Wow! On Sunday night, I was with my family, having just arrived from Turning Point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against Republican candidates by 85%, with all the polls showing me leading the Republican primary, very substantial numbers, and everyone predicting that I'll be the Republican nominee for president. I'm leading Democrat Joe Biden, uh, and then horrifying news for our country was given to me by our attorneys, deranged Jack Smith. The prosecutor with Joe Biden's Department of Justice sent a letter again on Sunday night stating that I am the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now Joe Biden's attorney general, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court in retrospect based on his corruption and unethical actions, very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Justice have efe uh, efficiently 
effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race. Actually, reports out from this morning, polling out from this morning, shows Donald Trump actually opening up a massive lead on Joe Biden in a number of crucial swing states. We're talking four and five points here. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before, or even close. They legally spied on my campaign, attacked me, totally fake dossier, funded by Hillary Clinton. The Mueller witch hunt, they failed on Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents fraud, Twitter files, DOJ, Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. But on top of that, they have now effectively indicted me three times with the possibility of a fourth coming in Atlanta where the DOJ are in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the district attorney. The witch hunt is about election interference and completely and total political weaponization of law enforcement. Sad, dark day for our nation. Man, okay, wanted to read you the whole thing. This, again, just broke uh, minutes before we went live on the show. And we've done our research, ladies and gentlemen. We've done our research. There's a reason why they're trying to do this. And that reason is found inside of the 14th Amendment. Ladies and gentlemen, the 14th Amendment states, and this was, of course, written after the Civil War uh, and adopted, that no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elected president or vice president or hold any office, civil, military, under the United States, under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, officer of the United States, member of the state legislature, or exclusive executive officer or judiciary shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or been given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Congress has the ability to vote two thirds to remove this disability. Okay. So this is what they're saying in the post civil war era that if you engage in a rebellion against the United States, you can no longer serve in federal office, any federal office. You are now officially disqualified forever from serving in federal office. This is what this charge is about. It has always been uh, curious to me why they've insisted on the insurrection labeling, okay? The insurrection label is something that was used. It was something that was uh, plucked really out of the nomenclature of a bygone era. Nobody's talked about insurrection. This is a lexicon item from a very distant past. When's the last time you heard the term insurrection in your lifetime? I'm 37 years old. I had never heard it in the lexicon until January 6th. And then they started hitting, hitting, every, hitting the, insurre the insurrection then suddenly became like a, a zeitgeist word. Everyone knew its meaning. Insurrection meaning a violent uprising against the authority or government. Insurrection is often armed. Of course, there were no arms. The only arms used in the January 6th insurrection was used against Ashley Babbitt to murder an unarmed woman who was protesting because she did not like the way that the election had gone down. Ladies and gentlemen, this term has been selected specifically for this purpose and this purpose alone to try and get Trump disqualified from ever running for president ever again. That's what the term is for. That's what the insurrection is all about. That's what this insurrection term, this is why they plucked that piece of language directly out 
of the 14th Amendment and slapped it on January 6th, which January 6th, of course, was not an insurrection, not even by a long shot. It's not a violent uprising. January 6th was a riot on some levels where some hooligans behave like hooligans. They hit cops and they deserve to go to prison for hitting cops. I don't care if you're wearing a red MAGA hat or if you're wearing black block, you go to jail if you hit a police officer. Done. Go to jail. The rest of them were tourists who were generally welcomed into the Capitol by police officers holding the doors open. Now, we've seen that. We've watched that footage time and time and time again. These guys stayed inside of the velvet ropes, but they needed to call it an insurrection. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, if it was an insurrection, you would assume that these people would be burning the building down, would be trying to go after what? Presumably like me- like the members of Congress or like people who have power. Instead, these people, single file line, wandered through the U.S. Capitol and then left when they were told to go leave. In fact, we have the body cam footage of the famous insurrection moment with Jacob Chansley inside of the well of the United States Capitol. But that's not the only body cam footage we have. This is what is so duplicitous about this particular moment in time and what is so unbelievably dark and depraved. This was a setup, man. This was a setup. They went through and they thought, how do we make sure that Donald Trump don't run again? We had so many, let's call it it acts of God, for lack of a better term. We had so many things hitting at once in this 2020 election. George Floyd, COVID lockdowns, the release of these viruses from China, the neuroticism that we were able to effectively like instill inside of the voters, changing of all the rules of the election, paper, mail-in ballots, changing of the elections, stopping votes at 3 a.m., ballot dumps, no voter ID. They were able to change every single rule. They were able to break every single rule. The destruction of free speech and the First Amendment in our country, the Hunter Biden laptop, 51 Intel, they were able to break every rule in the book to shove Joe Biden bag of the old diseased Muppet bones over the finish line, okay? They were able to shove him, drag him, and haul him over the finish line as Joe Biden sat in his basement like a Muppet. That old donkey. And they used every trick in the book and they knew, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Hmm. Oh my. Can they fool people twice? If Donald Trump runs again, Donald Trump ended up winning 75 million votes in 2020. Legal votes. He ended ended up doing better with black Americans, Hispanic Americans, all Americans, increasing effectively his demographic dominance across the entire electorate. Donald Trump at the start of 2020, of course, was unbeatable. They had to, again, reach into their demonic grab bag of tricks and pull out every single weapon that they possibly could against this man. 
in order to effectuate the outcome that they wanted. And then they had to do the coup de grace, which is to ensure that he could never run again. And that's what they're doing now. This is it. This is them using the language of the 14th Amendment to try and ensure that Donald Trump can never hold office again. This is going to be the move. This is going to be the move right here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, certainly they could not have ensured that January 6th happened on their timeline so that they could get the visuals and the elements that they were wanting in order to push this insurrection narrative because, you know, you can't really argue that there's an insurrection or a rebellion. They never use the term rebellion. They just use insurrection. So you could never argue that without like the visuals to prove it. So they had to go get those visuals, baby. They had to get those visuals. We have the body cam footage of cops on January 6th in the crowd encouraging people to go into the Capitol. Now, these are cops acting as federal informants, no doubt, with body camera footage, body cams on. This is how official these cops were. They were wearing body cameras, dressed as Trump supporters, wandering around during this riot, encouraging people to trespass into the Capitol. We have them on tape. Go. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Oh, go. Let's go. Go. Help him up. Help him up. Help him up. Hold on, wait. Push him up. Push him up. So, what do they get? What do they get 90% of these people on? I don't know the exact number, but there's some something like 90 to 95% of people have been charged with trespassing at the United States Capitol. The goal was to get people inside of the building. That was the goal. And we know that. We've determined it. We have all of the data and all of the evidence. We can line them all up, and we will do that right now for you. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, Nancy Pelosi, who had inexplicably a documentary crew with her that day, uh, she wouldn't have been too stressed out. Now, Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of security at the United States Capitol, is the person who's already turned down 20,000 National Guard troops that Donald Trump offered her. The way it works is Donald Trump can offer the National Guard. He can't order the National Guard because Donald Trump, as a president, you're not allowed to deploy troops domestically. So the president has to ask permission of city leaders, has to offer this, and then the city leaders need to say yes. So here, Nancy Pelosi would have to say yes to the National Guard troops. Nancy Pelosi did not say yes to the National Guard troops. And I I know this because Cash Patel, the person who is the man in charge of the Department of Defense, who authorized 20,000 troops, went on our show. This is from like, this clip's from like years ago, maybe a year ago. The show's changed quite a bit. Listen to Cash say, no, 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 we gave Nancy Pelosi 20,000 National Guard troops and she turned them down. Watch. The president did was preemptively say, you don't have to come back to me. I have authorized it. If you need up to 20, I think it was up to 10 to 20,000, go. If you need more, you come back. And we went right away to the Capitol Police who report to Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser since it's D.C. and it's you know not a state. And she she makes the calls there. She put in writing, I don't want any more National Guardsmen and women here. Okay, so they said no. 
What did Nancy Pelosi say to her little documentary film crew when she had heard that people had gotten into the Capitol? Listen to this. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes, I want to punch him out. This is oh, my mom. mom. I would pay to see that. Waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to be happy. I've been waiting for this. Trespassing on the Capitol grounds. Wait a second. How did Nancy Pelosi know what they were going to charge 97% of J6ers with? Like virtually no J6ers were charged with insurrection or seditious conspiracy. Those charges are totally under appeal. Some of the people who punched or hit police officers, those people go to jail for that. But 98% of J6ers were charged with trespassing. How did Nancy Pelosi know this? How did Nancy Pelosi, while it's happening, while the January 6th riot is ongoing, know that that's what they were going to charge everyone with? Meanwhile, telling the press that it's an insurrection. By the way, does Nancy Pelosi look like this is an insurrection ongoing? Here's Nancy Pelosi walking through the United States Capitol on the morning of January 6th. During the quote-unquote insurrection, you can see Nancy Pelosi actually stop on a dime and wait so that the film crew can get the right angles. Look at Nancy Pelosi. There you go. She, she waits so that the camera person can get in place. Nancy Pelosi stops and waits so that her daughter, who's filming, can actually get the shot. That's right. Now, what else was being filmed inside of the United States Capitol? We have Jacob Chansley inside of the well of the United States Senate. You can see here that these apparent violent insurrectionists who are, according to media reports, supposed to be taking over all of the government, following the orders dutifully, peacefully, and kindly, following the orders of the police officers who had escorted them down into the Capitol into the Senate well. We've played you this clip before, but it, it's, it, still rema it still remains an utterly astonishing clip. You can see him with his bison horns on and his Chewbacca man outfit, thanking the police officers, praying for the police officers. Remarkable, truly remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a man who was in charge of all the there's a man who was in charge of all of the security on January 6th. His name was Stephen Sund. He was the Capitol Police Officer Chief who was in charge. The police chief of the Capitol Police has said on multiple occasions that he begged Nancy Pelosi, begged her to call up the National Guard, to call in more officers. There was a breach point that happened before Donald Trump was even done talking and the ellipse that's like two miles away from the Capitol. The breach happened. Before Donald Trump was finished speaking, they started tearing through the Capitol barricades, which had been weakened purposefully by Nancy Pelosi, by her not accepting the National Guard troops. And then over the course of the next 80 minutes, as the crowd slowly edged towards the Capitol, Stephen Sund kept calling Pelosi and getting nothing, no response. Nancy Pelosi refused to take the call. Watch. Speaker of the House in charge of security at the Capitol. 
So you have the politically appointed Capitol Police Board that's put uh, in place by you have uh, the sergeant arms that's put in place by Pelosi. You have the uh, Senate sergeant arms that put in place by the uh, Senate leadership. And then you have the architect of the Capitol that's put in place by the uh, the president. So you have three voting members. I'm a non-voting member. I'm the only non-politically appointed non-voting member. Uh, and that's kind of how the security oversight works. Uh, but it was Paul Irving who immediately said, I'm going to run it up the chain. I'll never forget that. Running up the chain. His chain of command ends at Speaker Pelosi. And I had to wait 71 minutes to finally get an approval at 2, at uh, 2.09 p.m. before I could finally reach out and start calling in federal assistance. 71 minutes when my men and women fought on the uh, brutally, I mean, fought heroically to prevent the uh, Capitol from being defended, I mean, from being penetrated. And it took 80 minutes before the first window was broken. So those were critical, essential minutes that we we're losing. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Sund is saying that the entire process of the riot slowly but surely moving towards the United States Capitol, he kept calling again and again and again Nancy Pelosi's office, and she said nothing. She did not take his call. She only authorized there to be further troops once the Capitol had been broken into. Then let's work our way backwards here. Nancy Pelosi has a film crew with her. Nancy Pelosi says she's been waiting for this, trespassing at the Capitol. Then we get the Tucker revelations that Jacob Chansley was escorted into the well of the United States Senate, probably because these people are very good. A lot of them come from Hollywood, including the people that put on the January 6th hearings. These are Hollywood producers, and they had central casting calls for Jacob Chansley. They said, that guy, make that guy the face of this, Buffalo Horn guy. They escort him down into the United States Capitol, and it was a setup. You could, it was set up. Stephen Sund went and did an interview with Tucker Carlson. Fox News refused to play the interview. Tucker Carlson went on a show with Russell Brand last week and said, the same guy, the Capitol Police chief, told me that the entire crowd was filled with feds. Watch. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S., Law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been... So that crowd was filled with federal agents. We have the body cam footage from some of them. We have the body cam footage from some of the cops inside the building. We have the security footage showing cops escorting protesters around by other police officers. And more importantly, we have Clay Higgins' testimony, represented from Louisiana, a man who's been a prosecutor, legal professional, saying that in his viewing of the tapes, the January 6th security tapes, he saw people dressed as MAGA supporters inside the building before the doors were open. Huh? The they were standing there ready, and the police officers were protecting them. What? 
Clay Higgins has come on our show and said the reason you, the most bombshell, January 6th, remember, they're going to prosecute Donald Trump for January 6th. How planned was it? Said the most bombshell evidence that you've ever seen is federal agents dressed as MAGA supporters standing inside the Capitol with police protection before the doors were open. Who are these guys? Clay Higgins got a chance to ask Christopher Ray about this. Should be a no. Watch. Does it? Does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even we are. now, because that's what may you told I, us two years finish? ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. This was a setup. The reason why you know it was a setup is that if you reverse engineer this process, and this is a paraphrase from my friend, Tim Poole. You all know Tim. But Tim Tim said this to me, and it's, man, it's, he's so right. Do you remember when Antifa tore through and was attacking Donald Trump inside of the White House? Now, now that's a real insurrection. They were going after Trump. They were trying to kill Donald Trump, okay? This happened in May of 2020. They were trying to kill Donald Trump. They stormed the White House. They injured hundreds of agents. What if Donald Trump had just lowered the gates? What if Donald Trump had just opened up the doors and let them rampage through the White House and burn things, graffiti the place? What if Donald Trump had been there live tweeting and it just said, come on in. And then everyone had captured that footage on camera and they burnt the White House to the ground. First time since the British in the 1800s, War of 1812. The White House is burnt to the ground by leftist activists endorsed by Pelosi and Joe Biden. And then Donald Trump just plays that on loop. Hot damn, he would have won 49 states. He would have won 49 states. It would have been the most effective political iconography for Donald Trump to demonstrate what the left is capable of. Instead, what we get is a manufactured agenda against Donald Trump, where they're going to use the 14th Amendment to try and say that he incited an insurrection and that Donald Trump is himself a rebellious figure who's no longer not qualified to run for president. He can no longer run for president. That's what they're going to go after him for. That's what this announcement is, ladies and gentlemen. Whew. Watch out. We live in very, very dangerous times. It's time for us to recognize that we have the power. We have the power to change all of this. And if you're looking for a man who's fighting to do it, look no further than James Comer. James Comer is somebody who I would argue is the greatest fighter in my lifetime 
for the principles of truth in our federal government. He is fearless, and we are honored to have Representative James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, joining us now. Representative, you must forgive me. I was planning on covering the whistleblower all, you know, all the way up and then leading in because I know this whistleblower uh, drop has been massive. The FBI. And, uh, and so instead of covering it, I would like to talk about it with you together. So the, the, you now have a corroborating whistleblower uh, with the uh, the IRS whistleblower from the FBI. Uh, but this Donald Trump indicting for January 6th, this is the bombshell news that dropped right before we went live. So we had to cover it. Do you believe, do you agree with my assertion that they're going to use the third, uh, the section three of the 14th Amendment to try and disqualify Donald Trump for president? Uh, yeah, that's what their whole plan is. Look, they can't understand why Donald Trump's so popular with the people. They don't realize that uh, a lot of Trump's popularity, in my opinion, is based on the fact that the American people dislike them so much. They distrust our government. They they distrust our mainstream media. And Donald Trump's the one guy that's out there talking about it. He's calling them out and he's doing it at his own peril. And and I think the American people like that. And that's why, you know, no matter how many indictments they have, no matter how many investigations and steel dossiers they cook up, the American people are still clearly behind Donald Trump. And it drives them crazy. It's the only thing they can do, they can't beat him, in their opinion. They want to disqualify him from the ballot. Congressman, is this dog going to hunt? Is this, is, did, will this work? Will they be able to disqualify Donald Trump based on uh, what they say is an insurrection? I hope not. But, uh, you know, I've seen it all in this, in just in six months leading this investigation. I mean, I think we've already produced enough bank records and, and bank violations and emails and text messages that would uh, pretty much uh, win a case in any court in America. But yet with the mainstream media and with the Democrats and with our Department of Justice, it, it's not enough information. Not only that, they want to say, well, we haven't tied Joe Biden to any of this, which is preposterous. So tomorrow should be a good day. We've got two of the highest ranked IRS employees in their international criminal division that are voluntarily coming forward. They understand the relevance. They understand the, the law. They know and they will be able to answer whether or not uh, many laws have been broken by the Bidens. They're also going to be able to answer questions about what role the federal government played in trying to obstruct their investigation. So I think that tomorrow, for the first time, the American people are going to get to see with their own eyes what really uh, is happening. They've been hearing it from me. They've been hearing it from members of the Oversight Committee. They read transcribed interviews that sometimes are hard to comprehend. But tomorrow they're going to get to see up close and personal two sincere, credible career IRS employees who are just trying to do the right thing. And yes, the majority of government employees are good quality people that just want to do the right thing. And uh, they're going to they're going to hear stories about how they've been obstructed, how they they were not only uh, wanting to talk to Hunter Biden, they were wanting to talk to Joe Biden who obviously is the centerpiece of this whole investigation. So I, I think tomorrow has the potential to open a lot of eyes and to, to make a lot of doubters realize that uh, this is a serious, credible investigation. And we're the only body in America 
that's investigating this stuff. FBI hasn't investigated. The 1023 form showed that. The IRS wasn't able to conduct an investigation. You're going to hear that tomorrow from the whistleblowers. And we know Merrick Garland hasn't done a darn thing. So I have a number of follow-ups here. I, I, I would be remiss. Sometimes the breaking news cycle happens so quickly. Yeah. It, it, like it, 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 and it's enraging, actually, mm-hmm. because I wanted to do 20 minutes talking about this massive bombshell that the Oversight Committee dropped last night, where the FBI's Wilmington office supervisor or special agent is now corroborating what the IRS whistleblower is saying. Uh, can you please uh, illuminate for us uh, this the details of this breaking yeah. story because yeah. this should be the number one story in the world right now. Uh, you've just blown the case wide open. Yeah, it should be, but you know, they always find something to, to make headlines with Donald Trump on. Yes. Seriously, they did that again this morning, but, but what this FBI agent confirmed was what the IRS whistleblower said. They were ready to go and interview Hunter Biden for multiple tax crimes. And at that point, someone tipped off the Secret Service and, get this, the Biden transition team, because this was at the point of, in time when Joe Biden was, was fixing to assume the presidency, they tipped off the Biden transition team and the Secret Service. And to make a long story short, they never got to interview Hunter Biden. So it just, you know, with the, our government tried to make it go away because they realized that uh, multiple crimes had been committed. And again, it's another example of a two-tier system of justice. And it shows that there were people in the federal government that realized it's illegal to create a bunch of shell companies. It's illegal to launder money. It's illegal to accept bribes from foreign nationals. And it's illegal not to pay taxes on on money you make. So it's illegal to not be a a registered foreign agent if you're taking working as a foreign agent. All of these things are serious crimes that would uh, lend any other American decades in prison, but yet they were told to stand down in their investigation because it was Joe Biden. We've had multiple federal prosecutors on the program talking about the gun crimes they've brought against people, uh, talking about the tax crimes they've brought against people, saying that Hunter Biden should presumably be spending the rest of his life in prison. I think everyone is in agreement on that. Merrick Garland, there's reporting out there that they may be pulling back this sweetheart deal that they have for Hunter Biden based on the work of your committee. Do you have any insight on that? Well, they should. I think if they look at public opinion. Public opinions clearly uh, on the side that the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee are on. Look, this doesn't make sense. Anyone whose last name's not Biden wouldn't wouldn't have gotten anywhere near a plea deal that he got. We think he owed about four times in federal taxes. Remember, he owed two million dollars. We think that number is probably four times that amount. Uh, we think he violated RICO laws. We think he violated money laundering laws. We think he violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a very serious law to break. And we think Joe Biden not only knew about it, but played a central role in this, which is even more concerning because he's the president of the United States. Yes. So uh, I think that the Department of Justice is realizing they have a problem here. And it amazes me that the media goes on TV and they talk about Biden's low poll numbers and say, well, this is a result of his age and his appearing frail on TV and his proneness <laughs> to get, make gaps. 
I think it's a direct result of the American people realizing, wait a minute, his granddaughter got a wire from a Romanian foreign national and his son committed all these crimes and never went to jail when our prisons are full of African-Americans and other minorities who had minor drug possessions and the illegal possession of a firearm. But this white privileged son of the president of the United States yes. gets off scot-free. I think people are realizing that. Yes, I think this is the, the I, I, I think this is the one time that I would completely agree that there is such a thing called white privilege, just white Biden privilege just needs a rejoiner. And the I'm only grandchild that didn't get a terminology, you know, I'm just using their terminology. That's right. The only grandchild that didn't get a wire is the one in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. The one that you won't acknowledge. So what does this say about Joe Biden and his culpability here? What, is, what, is the, what are the constitutional ramifications here for Joe Biden and his administration? Will Merrick Garland get impeached? Will Christopher Wray uh, be brought in and asked, why the hell didn't you give us this FD-1023? Why would you hide the fact that there were recordings? I, I guess there's a lot of questions that come to mind. Two-parter here. Do yeah. the recordings exist? And then what are going to be the consequences for this administration? Well, the whole purpose of Grassley leaking the information that uh, the 1023 said that there were recordings is to prove the fact that the FBI never tried to determine whether or not there were recordings. They never investigated it. And you have a credible human informant, the most credible human informant, according to the FBI, in the whole bureau that said he, uh, he spoke with this Ukrainian oligarch who said he had bribed the Bidens. Now, that right there should have been enough to investigate. But if they had investigated it, they would have said, wait a minute, the Treasury Cabinet has all these bank violations called suspicious activity reports that detail concern that the families laundering money. In that 1023, it, it, the oligarch bragged that investigators would have a hard time finding the bribes he sent the Bidens because they sent it through so many different bank accounts. There was already at that point evidence in our Treasury cabinet that showed they were doing just that. They were setting up shell companies for the sole purpose of laundering money. That's called racketeering. There was enough evidence to pursue a formal investigation, yet the FBI did not do that. And that's why Grassley's concerned. So when people say, well, where are the tapes? I don't know where the tapes are. All I know is that what, what the the paid human informant said is consistent with what we've seen in the Treasury cabinet with the bank violations, what we saw in Romania right after Joe Biden left Romania and his family started, including his granddaughter, started getting wires from foreign nationals. So we would have launched a formal investigation at that time if we had known the invest, known of all the evidence the FBI was sitting on, that Treasury was sitting on, and the Department of Justice was sitting on, and the IRS. So it's a protection racket to protect Joe Biden, but you're starting to crack that. You're getting the suspicious mm -hmm. activity reports, reports from the Treasury. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a huge accomplishment in and of itself. You, have, you haven't gotten all of them yet. Uh, how is that process going? Well, we've gotten all the ones on Biden's, and I, I really don't think they thought there was that much in there. But you, uh, a suspicious activity report, I have a banking background. You have the uh, the, the, the person that, the violator that, that's issued the report, then you have subjects of the report. I don't think that uh, Treasury had paid much attention to the subjects, and that's where we learned about all the different Biden family members, because mm. if, if Hunter Biden got a wire from China, from the Chinese Communist Party, and then he immediately wired money to his nieces and nephews and his daughter and his uncle and his girlfriend and his ex-wife, then 
they would be subjects of that suspicious activity report. So now what we're requesting are suspicious activity reports pertaining to Ukraine, pertaining to Burisma, all based upon that Form 1023 that the FBI has been hoarding all these years. Because we believe that we may learn about where money was wired uh, that would that would substantiate the five million dollar claim, and right now Treasury's refusing to give it to us. So we're we're in another battle. Everything's a battle. People say, "Well, why don't you get, do this? Why don't you bring this person in?" Bring it. We are trying. It is a battle. We're fighting the Department of Justice. We're fighting the FBI. We're fighting the Secret Service. We're fighting the IRS. We're fighting the media. We're fighting the Democrat. But I think we've produced a lot of information already, and we're just getting started. Incredible, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, just incredible. Mr. Chairman, you did say you did say on your announcement of this day one that you are going to be looking into human trafficking. Now, the number one movie in America is Sound of Freedom. And there is a large amount of people that are very concerned and now have a lot more visibility into this billion dollar sick, demonic sex trade. Now, you've come on this program and you said that you believe that Hunter Biden may be involved in some level of human trafficking. Can you expound on that, particularly given the amount of awareness now that the that that culture has uh, about this sick, depraved mm -hmm. practice? Mm -hmm. And that aspect something that Marjorie Taylor Green is taking the lead on, and, and she may have questions about that tomorrow. But with what, what I mentioned, there is a suspicious activity report of an escort service in Florida that Hunter Biden was wiring money, money that he received from China in one of his shell companies that he would then turn around and wire directly to the escort service for uh, services, right? And the bank issued a suspicious activity report on the escort service because the subjects of the escort service were, were the, the females that were uh, providing the service. They were here illegally mm. from Ukraine and from Russia. And the bank was concerned that these may be uh, victims of human trafficking. They were also concerned that this was an escort service, which is illegal in the state of Florida. So, you know, that's another thing they could have gotten the president's son on, uh, you know, they got him on a, on a minor gun violation. They could have gotten him on, uh, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for escorts in California and Florida, two states where that's illegal. Yeah. I, it, it, right. It, it, it's just such a sick and depraved thing. And mm -hmm. your work is just so exceptional here. What is the number one thing you're expecting? And final question here tomorrow, as those IRS whistleblower agents come forward to your committee, what should we, we, be, we be watching out for? What questions are you going to ask? Mm -hmm. uh, what revelations will the American people uh, see? Well, two things. We want this to be a substantive hearing. These IRS agents, according to the transcribed interview they gave to the Ways and Means Committee, they knew about a lot of these shell companies. They knew about the bank violations at Treasury. So we're going to ask pretty detailed, substantive questions uh, about specific crimes that were committed. Yeah. And look, if, who determines if crimes were committed? If Who determines if tax crimes are committed? The high-ranking IRS employees in charge of international tax crime investigations. And that's who we have as witnesses tomorrow. So we want to know if there were crimes committed, number one. And number two, we want to know if the government played a role in a cover-up. I think I know the answer to both questions, but tomorrow we'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, the, 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 the greatest fighter 
currently serving in office right now in our country. Oversight Chairman James Comer. Uh, please go follow him on social media. 116,000 followers here is his Twitter account. And ladies and gentlemen, say a prayer for James Comer. He is fighting a multi-headed beast in Washington, D.C. Godspeed, sir. Thank you. Hot damn, man. Hot damn. Breaking news cycle. James Comer popping on the show. We got major issues in Washington, D.C. They are going after Donald Trump for non-crimes, for crimes that were setups, effectively. They're going to try and uh, disqualify the man from running ever again uh, for office. James Comer just, just admitted to that here on the show. Meanwhile, there is an FBI agent who has come through and verified all of these whistleblower claim, claims against the Biden crime family. We have, again, the oversight the oversight tweet here talking about it. Uh, now there is multiple federal verifications that they just let the Bidens walk. Just let them skate. Just let them go. This is how it works. This is how it works. The system, the monster protects itself. There is no justice in this country. Not until you defeat the monster. Not until you slay the monster. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the uh, pretty shocking news here that now multiple whistleblowers have come forward saying that they just gave a get-out-of-jail-free card. The Bidens were guilty of sin. Go. All right, breaking just moments ago, the House Oversight Committee conducted a transcribed interview with a former FBI supervisory special agent assigned to that FBI Wilmington office. Now, the agent confirmed key portions of the IRS whistleblower's testimony, including that both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transition team were tipped off about that planned Hunter Biden interview. Got it. OK, I love how James Comer brought up in that interview like, hey, yo, they uh, put tons of young black men in prison for these same crimes. This is called white privilege, white Biden privilege. John Solomon's been doing incredible work on this story. John Solomon is one of the better uh, reporters working today. Uh, he brings further details about this absolutely shocking whistleblower revelation. Mr. Biden got preferential treatment. There was political interference in the investigation into his taxes and possibly into his father's uh, uh, interference in some of these matters. What we heard today, this FBI agent behind closed doors told James Comer's committee that, in fact, the FBI planned to interview uh, Hunter Biden on December 8th, 2020, along with the IRS, Gary Shapley, the agent that we've heard from the whistleblower. Uh, and the night before, uh, the FBI tipped off the Secret Service, and then the FBI tipped off uh, the Biden transition team, Joe Biden's transition team. He was waiting to become president in a few weeks, and that scuttled the entire plan. The next day, the agents were told, you can't approach Hunter Biden if he comes and gets you, you can talk to him, but otherwise don't bother him. And the entire interview plan fell apart. It's the latest in a series of revelations. There are three agents now with about a half century of experience in law enforcement telling Congress that nothing about the Hunter Biden investigation was normal, that search warrants were turned down when probable cause was met, that charges were denied, even though the prosecutor originally signed off them, that uh, questions were not allowed to be asked and interviews not allowed to be conducted, that in any other investigation would have been done in the normal circumstance of investigating uh, pretty bombshell testimony. 
So who's the whistleblower? Who are these whistleblowers? Are these like raving MAGA uh, 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 fanatics? Are these people, are they walking around with Trump flags hanging off their trucks? Back the blue? No. Apparently this whistleblower is a gay Democrat, quote unquote. Watch. Very familiar with Gary Shapley on the show. We talk about him a lot. The other whistleblower has been described as a gay Democrat. I'm wondering, will his identity be revealed? Will all this be televised when you guys have this hearing? It's going to be televised. We hope Newsmax will cover it. America is going to get to see who Witness X is. And uh, I think that uh, both witnesses are going to have a wealth of information that they're going to be able to share with the House Oversight Committee. We have bank records. We have bank violations. We have very specific tax questions to ask these whistleblowers. And what we've learned from the transcript that they gave with the Ways and Means Committee, these two IRS employees knew a lot more than I would have ever dreamed about the Bidens and all the corruption uh, that's taking place with all the shell companies and the various different bank accounts. They didn't know about all the shell companies, Rob, because they were told to stand down by the Department of Justice, but they knew about at least a third of them. So we've got some very specific questions, and I think that America's going to get to see firsthand just how involved Joe Biden was in the family's uh, shenanigans and just how corrupt what the Bidens were doing was. So what exactly were the Bidens doing and exactly how corrupt was the system? So Gary Slapley, again, uh, one of the uh, bravest men currently living in America, this is the IRS whistleblower who has come forward uh, saying, yeah, we were we had our hands tied. We weren't allowed to go after Hunter. But more importantly, we weren't allowed to ask questions about Joe. This whistleblower has come forward saying, yo, what they did was they were protecting Joe Biden here. We were never allowed to go after the big guy. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. Oh, okay. So you're, wait a second. Is it actually a criminal investigation if you're not allowed to look after the person who's the criminal? To look into the actual person committing the crimes? What about not being able to actually charge crimes? That happened too. Watch. If you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time of that, at the same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent. So we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that in that district. So that's earth shattering news. Um, it's a Biden appointed D.C. U.S. attorney, Matthew Graves, would not allow him to charge in his district. So I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022. So looking back to March of 2022, and that's when David Weiss in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. attorney's office had dec- will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special con- he requested special counsel authority and was denied in that meeting. I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. 
So he was denied a warrant? So you, you're not even able to do a search? You're not even able to go get evidence? They get tipped off? We're going to break this all down here. But the final little piece of whistleblower evidence is this is why they're going to have to they're going to have to like throw Donald Trump in jail tomorrow. They cannot allow this to permeate the American public. How crooked, how corrupt the Biden family is. How corrupt are they? Oh, we just found out this morning that the Soros bros, George Soros and his son, Alex Soros, who've taken over the empire, they've maxed out to Joe Biden. They're going to go all in on Biden. Okay, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they'll do the old switcheroo, but they're going to go all in on Biden with the hopes that they can arrest Donald Trump and keep him from the ballot, stop him from standing for office. That's the play here. That's the play. Meanwhile, you can't even get a warrant to look into Joe Biden's crimes, according to the whistleblower. We went back to the uh, prosecutors and we requested to take various investigative steps and they were not supported. Uh, and, th and when they weren't supported, they said, well, maybe he wasn't co-located with him. So, well, we, we can take investigative steps to, uh, to Confirm see that. if that happened. Right. And they didn't support anything uh, in relation to that, to that effort. And it's consistent with their ongoing theme of, of, of not allowing us to pursue or ask questions about President Biden, the big guy. So you were clearly prevented. You felt it. You documented it. You knew it. Yeah, that's correct. And, and throughout the investigation, I was documenting uh, various issues as they arose and to include the search warrants that weren't allowed to be done. What happened with that? Between April and June of 2020, we uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple of different locations. And the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me break this down for you, what you're going to hear tomorrow. So James Comer is going to have these whistleblowers testify tomorrow. It's going to be bombshell stuff. Expect a PSYOP out of the left wing corporate press. Expect a psyop. They're going to either arrest Donald Trump. They're planning on arresting Donald Trump again this week. Okay, this is what they're going. This is the panic of the regime. This whistleblower says that he was blocked from investigating Joe Biden. The whistleblower says that they were blocked from filing charges against the Bidens in multiple districts, and they were denied warrants to look into the Biden crimes. This is the definition of obstruction of justice. Every person who was involved in this cover-up should go to prison for a very long time, and Joe Biden should resign. Will that happen? We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. Joe Biden deserves to resign for a number of reasons. Dan Bongino was asked at our conference this weekend as a former Secret Service agent, about the cocaine found in the White House. Oh, you're going to want to hear that response in just a second. But first, ladies and gentlemen, if you do lack faith in Joe Biden, his ability to run this country, his ability to run our, to provide a future for us, maybe you're noticing the stock market uh, only has like seven stocks that are doing actually well, uh, overinflating the stock market, collapsing banks, uh, a breaking down U.S. currency and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. Maybe it's time to diversify a little bit. Allegiance Gold are my buddies who can help you do that. Allegiance Gold can make sure that your IRA or 401k is backed by 
actual physical gold and silver, something that holds its value, the price of gold going up exponentially. And they're planning on introducing a new currency that is backed by gold the way the dollar used to be. Remember when the dollars meant something? Make sure that you diversify today. Protect yourself. Go ladies and gentlemen, to protectwithbenny.com. Protectwithbenny.com. Get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. When you visit protectwithbenny.com, my friends at Allegiance Gold will take care of you. Dan Bongino took care of this uh, simple little question from a reporter about the cocaine found in the White House. Boy, I wonder who did it. Bongino says that everyone's furious about this uh, and that the agents are ashamed because they know exactly who did it and they're once again covering it up. Go. A lot of my uh, former colleagues in the Secret Service who retired, they are absolutely furious about this. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I tell you I got 50 emails, communications, texts from people, this is embarrassing, humiliating. These are good guys, man. Guys who've worked for Obama and Bush, but, you know, the nonpartisan guys. Most of them aren't even political. This is embarrassing. They know exactly who it was. Wow. So do these people want it to come out that it was probably Hunter Biden? Well, you know, is it the question is, is it Hunter or one of his friends? But like, here's the thing. So I'm in the Secret Service 12 years, you know, a good amount of time. We never had this problem. So nobody bought by Occam's razor, right? The process of deduction. Keep things simple. Keep it simple. Stupid Occam's razor. Right? <laughs> you got this guy. We never found coke in there before. You got a dude who's doing coke on tape, who's got a reputation of being a cokehead. He's living in the White House. He's there on Friday. The, 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 the coke's found on Sunday, and everybody's like, gosh, who could it be? Boy, I don't know. Who could possibly have brought the, the, the cocaine? And they also lied about where Hunter Biden was that day. The lies show you exactly what they're trying to hide. The lies. And once more, ladies and gentlemen, they are going to arrest Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes. Watch. Luckily, we've been down this path before. Donald Trump, this just makes him more popular. Ladies and gentlemen, here's our election update. Joe Biden in the body cast. Okay, RFK is the undertaker. I love it. Donald Trump dominates Turning Point Action's GOP primary straw poll. We had 7,000 people in West Palm Beach just a day ago. The Turning Point Action Act Con event. We were honored to be part of it, speak there, met a lot of amazing people. And we love all y'all. There was a straw poll that shows that all of these arrests into Donald Trump has effectively made him bulletproof, made him Superman all over again. This is Donald Trump's superpower to continue to move forward. Attendees at the major conservative conference over the weekend overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump for president in a straw poll. According to the Trafalgar Group, attendees at Turning Point Action Conference, West Palm Beach, Florida, chose Trump 87.5% among Republican candidates. Ron DeSantis got only 4.3% in his home state. DeSantis did not speak at the event, which I think is a absolute and total critical error. I think many people on his team actually know that as well. DeSantis actually came in third behind Perry Johnson, who garnered 7.8% at the conference uh, in the governor's state. 3,000 attendees responded to the poll, approximately 6,000 total attendees. Half the attendees were between the ages of 18 to 21. Young group, right? My entire team was there. 
Rolls-Royce was there. Young kids, right? Young crew. Trump attended the event on Saturday, delivering a lengthy speech, three hours, in fact, covered a number of different topics. DeSantis did not attend the event in his home state. Ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson also spoke and gave just a barn burner. You should go back and rewatch Tucker Carlson's comments. Uh, just an hour off the top of his head, just an absolute flamethrower. We also put up my speech on my YouTube channel. Uh, check it out if you want to uh, chuckle, if you want to chuckle a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, we gave a speech about being a happy warrior and marching onward. Why is Donald Trump cruising in the polls? Why is Donald Trump? Uh, as dominant, maybe, as he's ever been inside of the Republican uh, primary polling because, well, he marches forward. He continues through the fire, as God calls us to continue. He promises persecution. God promises that we will be persecuted in this life. And in fact, if you read through the Gospels, you can see that Christ himself and all of his apostles and the earliest writers of the New Testament, persecution guaranteed. You're promised that. But you're also promised God's justice. You're also promised your reward. If you keep your head high and if you march onward, if you continue, if you persist, ladies and gentlemen, well, then you will see the fullness of God's promise. As Hebrews says, our verse of the day from Isaiah, good old Old Testament verse, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Whew. As you see what is happening in this country, we must have a rock that we cling to. <laughs> we must have something that keeps us firmly grounded. That, ladies and gentlemen, should be your trust in the Lord. And let that carry you through this week. It's going to be one heck of a week. Please subscribe to our channels. Make sure you're ready for breaking news. You know your boy Benny will be there. Our team, we never sleep, baby. Thank you again for all of your support and thank you for watching. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.